0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. Good to have Ed Soares, the uh, CEO of LFA, on the show on the first half, along with Chad Hesla of Webster. Chad and his wife in in, uh, Florida for the World Baseball Classic tonight, the championship. They were there last night for the uh, semifinals, and then they're on their way to the rest of their spring training trip, which I know they look forward to every year. And Ed, uh, again, is the CEO of the LFA. they got a big fight card coming up here in the MMA, coming up uh, April 14th. And uh it I didn't realize it's been 17 of them now that they've had out of the Pentagon. But I guess that makes sense, because the Pentagon's been open almost 10 years now. And it feels like there's been about one and a half per year, if that makes any sense. So... Yeah, that's, uh, you can look forward to that. If you're a mixed martial arts fan, put that on your calendar. If you're a golf fan, of course, September is when the Sanford International rolls around. And this year we're going to have a local face playing. It's not quite, quite like a couple of years ago when, when Kelsey Passolt got to play, uh, in the, uh, the tournament out at, at Willow Run for the gals on their tour. But uh, this is a little bit more legit because Ryan Jansa not only has a sponsor's exemption, but he's going to try to qualify to get on that Champions Tour. And, Ryan, I, I know you've been kind of eyeballing this and looking forward to it. And lo and behold, your birthday is in April, correct?
1: Correct, yep, 15th of April, tax yep, day.
0: Yep, yep. I don't know why I remembered that. I didn't remember it was tax <laughs> day, but I know how old you are because you were five when I first moved here. And I ran into you out on the practice range at Westward Ho with your dad. And uh, lo and behold, here you are. You're going to be 50, which tells me how long I've been here. But uh, that 50th birthday, do you kind of look at this whole thing as just kind of a, another crack at competitive golf that you left behind a while ago on a different level than just playing in South Dakota tournaments?
1: uh yeah you know obviously i'm thrilled with the uh, uh, exemption of the sanford invitational you know huge thank you to sanford and the international and davis trillson and his team but um yeah uh you know golf uh has been in my blood obviously since you know you saw me kicking around at five years old and uh you probably would have found me just about any day you wandered out to that driving range from about that time until i graduated high school so um yeah uh Think you know the competitive fire really never really never went out. You know, uh, for me, obviously, I wanted to. You know, when I I was told my my kids, I said, you know, when I grew up, I wanted to be three things. I wanted to be a professional golfer, a husband, and a good dad. And uh, I got pretty good at uh, at golf, and I uh, got to play professionally. And uh, I'll leave it up to them to decide how I did on the other two parts. But oh, I
0: think they would think you were a pretty good husband <laughs> and dad. There's no question about that. In fact, you and Julie have teamed up to win how many state husband and wife trophies I believe nine yeah um, what's that like because I never would have dared all the years I was married I I would never have dragged Debbie out there and tried for us to to make it through an alternate shot tournament I just I just I I wonder if that's a wise thing to do obviously it's worked out for you guys but isn't it yo yeah, exactly
1: Extremely stressful. You know, the format's changed since we initially started. Initially, like you said, it was straight alternate shot. You know, men on the odds, women on the even, or vice versa. And So, yeah, the pressure pressure is immense. Uh, You know, I'm very fortunate to have a very, very, uh, you know, competitive partner. uh, And certainly her acumen for the game is, uh, you know, is on par with a lot of the women in the state. So I had a really, really strong partner. And most of the times, uh, you know, I think probably even if you asked her, I think she probably carried the lion's share of the load for sure.
0: Alright, so what's the format now? You both tee off and then you play the other one, second shot, and then you alternate in from there? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, kinda. I believe, I think the format now is they call it select drive. So I think you, I think you essentially both drive, then select one, then okay. straight alternate from there.
0: Alright, so yeah. There's, a little that, left, that,
1: takes the pressure off for sure, at least off the tee shot. Portion. Oh,
0: absolutely. But then it, it, there's a lot of, there's an awful lot of strategy as far as whose shot you take next.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's a you know it's a it's a balance between you know who can get it you know most likely most accurately on the green, so you kind of avoid having to have that you know bunker shot or short pitch or something around the green. So um, you know you balance that, and then obviously I think you really kind of weigh that with who's got the hot putter for the day. Sure. Yeah. You know? So you know if you're hitting it in, and you're you know if your wife's hitting it in, and you're not putting very good. Sometimes you might go the opposite direction, take a little longer putt, knowing that they're putting better than you are.
0: All right. So it's strictly alternate. After that drive. Correct. It's not a matter of selecting one or the other. No, no.
1: Not quite like a Chapman format. They actually just give you the pass on the tee shot and then after that you're on your own. Yep, that's what I
0: was thinking was the Chapman
1: format. All right. So, which do
0: do you, do you, would you much just prefer it being your ball the whole way around so there's nobody else you got to worry about?
1: Well, I think that probably also depends on the day. There's a lot of times you'd like to, you know, like they do when they're in the major leagues, you know, where you get to call in for a new pitcher. I mean, there's times when things aren't going very well. You'd like to have, you know, somebody as a backup. And, um you know, I've always, you know, I've always, you know, golf to me is always kind of like, you know, guy stuck on an island by himself trying to figure his way, you know, off the island or trying to survive. And so there's something very um satisfying about knowing that you know when you get to the end and whether you're holding the trophy or not uh you know that you did it on your own you know i think there's just some personal satisfaction in knowing that you kind of outwitted your opponents or outwitted the golf course on that particular day so um i always kind of preferred to play my own ball but if you look at my resume i think you know out of the 33 uh i'd say probably you know a lion's share probably half of those are are with a partner so I've, i've had good success both ways
0: yeah well that's interesting i know I know when we played in a tournament last fall, we had a gas, uh, and it, it, it was it's kind of fun to feed off each other's you know, strategies and and temperament and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, when you're out there by yourself, ultimately golf is a very much of an individual sport.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we were very fortunate that your putter was very hot that day, so uh, much appreciated. <laughs> no problem. It doesn't usually happen, so we'll just uh,
0: leave it at that. Um, all right, so you played mini tours and stuff when you got out of college. And then you set that aside, like you said, to be a husband and and a and a father, and and now you're going to go back at it. What do you miss the most? Because clearly there's something you missed about what you left behind for you to pick this up back at age 50.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, I think it's the challenge of it. It's the um, you know how do I stack up? How do I compare it to the talent at my age level in this particular case, or you know back then kind of same thing. You know how do you compare it to your peers? you know, you have a, a fairly good introspective view of kinda how you uh you think you're going to do. Um, but you really until you kind of jump into the fire and, and test yourself against the best, um, you know, you just don't you just don't really know. Um so that part I like. I love the competition. I like to be out there and in the mix. Um you know, but you know, uh, contrary to a lot of people and certainly, you know, based on how Julie likes to practice, I love the work. You know, I cannot wait to get up in the morning and practice. I could be there all day. I think that was kind of my, I'll call it, you know, you know, some people go to therapy, you know, the driving range is really my kind of my, as my couch, you know, that's where I get to go and work out whatever I got going on in my life and stresses and something about it, just uh, the ability to kind of watch the ball fly and make it do what you want. Uh, You know, there's a sense of accomplishment in that. Um, And so, yeah, the work is really what I want. You know, Tiger Woods has said, you know, you got to earn it in the dirt. Um, and honestly, that's probably my favorite part of the whole process.
0: All right. So the difference now between when you were playing before on on the tours and now is she, you're playing against guys who are really accomplished. Okay. As opposed 100%. to a whole bunch of guys who were in the same boat as you who are trying to work their way up. Now you're playing yeah. against the guys who are the best in the world. Uh, have you
1: thought much about that? You know, um, I think, you know, uh, anytime you have the ability to test yourself against the best, I think that's really what anybody that's an athlete or, you know, that has that competitive fire is after. Yes, you know, resumes are always important. And I think that, you know, those guys that are out there and the guys I'm playing against, you know, they've earned their right to be there. And uh, obviously on a national and, and worldwide stage, they, you know, they have been. Or are currently at the, at the peak. You know, I mean, they're, they're at their best. I mean, you know, Bernard Langer's obviously been doing it his entire career. He's had an incredible record before he got to the Champions Tour. And then when he got to the Champions Tour, he's, I mean, he's just shattering records. I mean, you know, the guy is just absolutely remarkable. Um, so yeah, but in the end, uh, you know, the, you know, the hole is the same size for me as it is for everybody else. Uh, you know, um, you know, my ability to get it around. Um, you know, I feel very confident in my ability to score and go out there and, and, and shoot low numbers. I've done it, you know, for as long as I can remember. So the you know, getting under par and staying under par is something I'm very comfortable with. You know, the environment will be different, but you know, just like shooting free throws, it's uh, you know, the the hoop's the same size for me as it is for everybody else.
0: True. And the and I guess the comforting thing is that there have been some guys like you who who maybe were club pros or whatever, or, you know, hadn't been competitive golfers for a long time. They turned 50, they qualified for the senior, the champions tour, and lo and behold, there's a couple of them that have been unbelievably successful.
1: Oh, 100%. You know, I think that the, you know, the coming out of the woodwork completely is, you know, is pretty rare. You know, my circumstances are substantially different than a lot of them. You know, like Stephen elker last year, probably the most successful year in the history of the, uh, of the champions tour Um, you know people say oh he came out of nowhere no he didn't you know he you know he'd been out grinding and playing professional golf uh, you know at various stages and you know he'd gotten down to the you know to the point where you know he and his family were looking at it saying you know we we need to have some success here we need to start doing something different so I don't know if that was the specific motivation or if it was just you know uh, you know universal harmony that had it happen but you know when he got out there and he had an opportunity to make the most of his opportunity you know he did just that you know uh, I don't I can't remember if he won five or six times you know won the Schwab Cup you know made four and a half million dollars in a year which had never been done before and, um, so yeah there are those stories like that that obviously give guys like me the motivation um, you know that gives you the you know the hey it can be done and it has been done um, but yeah my you know my you know I'm I'm no you know, I'm I'm not immune to the fact that people look at this and say, man, what a pipe dream. But, you know, uh, I think that's the, the the key component is there. It is a dream, you know, and I'm going to push it and I'm going to work as hard as I can until, uh, you know, it either comes to fruition or, or it doesn't. And in the end, no matter what, when I look back and I'm 60, I, I don't have the regret of not chasing after it. Well, you have my
0: support. You know that, friend. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan Jansa is our guest. Ryan, all right, so you've got the exemption for the sanford international but that's one tournament now granted if you played great at that tournament that could help you with your status trying to get onto the tour but more than likely you're going to have to go through this whole q school process what does that entail
1: yeah so you know i'm going to play uh... somewhere between 11 events uh, leading up to the you know, to the actual tournament here in Sioux Falls, uh, the Sanford International. So I'm going to have my shots along the road here to try to, you know, get in those events and, and, and get into the tournaments themselves. And obviously you can build status a couple different ways, either by money or obviously by performance. If you finish in, you know, if you win or if you finish in the top 10 enough, you kind of get some, I'll call it free passes into the next week and you kind of build momentum on that. Now, if you get to the end of the year and you're still in a position where you don't have any status, you know, the qualifying school, uh, there's three uh, sections for the first stage, um, you know, usually Florida, then more central, and then kind of west coast, uh, you know, and guys, you know, very similar to me, and, and guys that have been out doing it and just don't quite have status, all come together, try to play their way in. Um, they whittle it down to a very small number, you know. So the final stages is, uh, is in uh, usually in December, end of November, December. And they take the best of those three areas plus the guys that had status before, uh, but weren't quite on the tour. And they all come together and they battle it out. And I believe, uh, you know, last year, I think they give somewhere between, you know, six and, uh, six and eight spots for those qualifiers. And then the people that finish down the list essentially get some, um, some conditional status, the ability to get into some non-full events. They also get to skip the pre-qualifying, which I won't be able to do this year. Um, and then they play the Monday qualifier directly, but, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's a couple different pathways, but you know, each year it's gotten more difficult. You know, initially they were, you know, they'd let maybe 10 guys through or 20 guys through or 15 guys through. Now it's down to a small number. And same way with the Monday qualifiers, you know, last year they let four players into the tournament. Uh, and this year they reduced that number to three. So yeah, they're they're tightening the gap for sure.
0: Well, that's because of all the guys that are moving on to the senior tour
1: champions tour from the regular tour, right? hundred percent. That's a yeah. That's a big part of it. You know, uh, people that are paying for tickets to come to the Sanford International, uh, you know, are, are coming to see guys like John Daly and Fred Couples and you know Padraig Harrington and you know Darren Clark and you name it. I mean that that's the draw. So, you know, for the people that are putting the tournaments on, obviously, they want to try to put as you know, they are trying to put the best lineup out there possible so that people buy tickets to come out and watch the event. You know, guys are like, well, this guy's a mortgage banker. I'd never heard of him, and I don't know if he's any good. And I don't know that that's going to draw a whole lot of attention except for maybe here in Sioux Falls, obviously.
0: Well, and you mentioned guys like Padraig Harrington. He hits the ball yes. further now than he did when he was on the tour.
1: 100%. He is, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, kind of one of the very first kind of senior guys to really latch onto some speed training to try to keep that club head speed up. Um, you know, because for him, obviously knowing the, you know, the ability to hit the ball a long ways out there on the courses that are slightly shorter than what they would have seen on tour gives him that, you know, that competitive advantage to be further, you know, closer to the green. Um, you know, shots into the green, your misses are going to be a little less, uh, you know, there's not as much dispersion as it would be if, you know, you're out there hitting six or seven iron in, but um, in the end, it always comes down to you know, uh, you know, no matter how good and how far you drive it, you you know, you got to get the ball in the hole fast. And uh, all those guys out there are just world class putters and have incredible short games.
0: Well, you hit it far, so I'm guessing the key for
1: you is <laughs> going to be the short game, right? It, well, yeah, 100%. Yeah, if, you know, for for a guy my age at 50, uh, you know, I'm hitting the ball uh, as far or farther than I did probably when I was in my 20s. Um, and that's just a combination of, you know, really trying to stay physically fit and staying flexible and whatever, but, uh, and obviously there's some mechanics that go into it, but yeah, ultimately in the end, you know, you can drive it far and hit it close, but if you can't make the putts, you know, all that stuff becomes kind of a moot point. So, uh, I'm going to work very, very hard, you know, once I get to see the grass, uh, uh, you know, eventually I'm going to spend some time in Phoenix and, uh, with some other people to try to get my short game in a position where I feel like I can, uh, you know, compete at a high level you have a coach uh you know nobody in particular always kind of been fairly self-taught uh jared anderson uh you know out at uh uh, you know out of the country club sioux falls has always been a good resource for me um i got a friend out in san diego that kind of gives me pointers occasionally but i don't nobody that i work with kind of full-time but uh i'll definitely have you know take some time when i'm in phoenix uh you know to have a couple guys kind of take a look at my you know at my mechanics and make sure i'm in the right ballpark and then i'll just go to work all right, so you said there's
0: 11 tournaments that you can try and qualify for. Correct. Is that Monday qualifier kind of things?
1: Yeah, so actually there's a two-stage process. So for me, I have no status. So essentially there's usually a pre-qualifier, which is usually on the Friday yep. prior to the tournament. And then if you're one of the five guys that comes out of that field, uh, then you get boosted to the Monday uh, then the Monday will have, you know, roughly about 50 guys, uh, including the five that come over from the Friday. Uh, and they battle it out, uh, for the three spots that'll get into the tournament. <laughs>
0: wow. That,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> yeah. that's something. Yeah. Alright, so if, so if you can't get status by making enough of those, that's yeah. when for next year you would go to qualifying school
1: hundred percent. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, my goal obviously going into it, I'm very confident, I'm excited about the opportunity is to, you know, is to, is to really learn quickly on my feet, get out there, you know, put up some good, you know, put up some good performances. Try to get into four or five events leading up to the Sanford, uh, to where I get, uh, you know, potentially kind of move up the board on the on the money list or whatever, um, and then obviously have a, you know, an opportunity to kind of earn your status that way. But yeah, if all else fails, yes, I'm going to compete in the in the qualifying school come the fall.
0: Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Correct. Um, and so I'm just going to wrap it up here. We're almost out of time. Yeah. How exciting yep. is it going to be for you to play as a professional in front of your home? town friends and fans and family.
1: Yeah, just really unspeakable. Uh, you know, the support that I've received and the you know the overwhelming you know, outpouring of support and love from everybody in the community, uh, you know, and my friends and family. You know, going to be a lot of people that are going to fly into town that are excited to watch high school friends and everything. So yeah, it's it's going to be a truly a dream come true and to be able to do it here in Sioux Falls and represent South Dakota uh, is something that I've looked forward to my whole life and I'm uh, I'm excited to go out there and uh, and finally kind of show what I can do.
0: All right. Well, if anything happens with your caddy, I know you got
1: one, but if anything happens,
0: <laughs> I'm on standby. And I can certainly be your mental, you know, your mental
1: coach yeah, if you need that. Exactly, exactly. A lot of a lot of that going around lately. A lot of mental uh, people volunteer for a little mental help with <laughs> uh, the caddy the job. But yeah, I appreciate it. I'll definitely mark you down on the list, Mark. All Thanks right. for your time.
0: Thanks, Ryan. Good
1: luck. You bet. You thank you. Bye bye.
0: Ryan Jansa, our guest. Uh, that is just really cool. We can all live vicariously through Ryan at the Sanford International. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured.
1: This guy had more issues with his eyes. The minute he first came out of surgery, he walked in with a huge grin on his face. And for the first time since he was a little kid, he could see perfect.
0: Going to Vance Thompson Vision was an easy experience. If you're going to trust your eyes to anybody, trust them to a leader in that field.
1: When it came time for me to make a decision about where we were going to go for my LASIK surgery, there was no question that it would be Vance Thompson Vision.
0: Call 877 522 is to schedule a free consultation. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. You sit out when others head out. You find yourself saying, not today, when you really wish you could. If you've been avoiding the activities you used to love, make a change. The expert team at Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care. We have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action. Because life is better with the freedom to move. Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. Meet my good buddy, Greg Gohl, CEO of Hague Realtors and father of some terrific athletes. Greg, how long has Haig been around?
1: Mark, we've been around over 75 years and we have over 200 licensed agents who are
0: all really good at helping their clients with their real estate needs, whether buying, selling, or both. And you have several locations, right? Yep. We're in Sioux Falls, Brannon, Gerritsen, Hartford, all over the Sioux Empire, and even out in the Black Hills. You guys do such an amazing job, and you also have some terrific personalities who are a blast to be around and work with.
1: Every day is fun at Hague. We sold over 4,000 properties last year, worth over a billion dollars. That's how good our people
0: are. That is impressive. In sports terms, you've built a dynasty. Kind of like those Lincoln tennis teams. Your contact info, Greg. It's simple, Mark. Go to Hague.com, find the agent you want to work with. We're Hague Realtors since 1945. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer.
1: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of
0: the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, Heusitz Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey
1: and the Fireflies.
0: I got to tell you, I'm just so excited for Ryan Jansa. He is, uh, I, just to do this, I just, you know, most people don't step out of that box he's he's stepping out of the box and he's going to give it a go and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but he he tried and that's what's the most important thing. I I think more of us should take that uh and use that as a motivator in the future. You know, just do it. What do you got to lose? You got nothing to lose whatsoever and lots to gain. Um anyway, congrats to Ryan on that. Congrats to the South Dakota State women on You know what? They had nothing to lose Sunday, and they didn't play very well in the first half. Virginia Tech played great, so it was almost unwinnable at halftime. And I saw Maya Sellen and Paige Meyer at halftime at midcourt, right as the ball was going to come into play, look at each other and kind of say something along the lines of, all right, we're better than this. Let's have fun. And they did, and they almost, almost came all the way back. Not quite, but it was fun to watch. I wish there had been an Arby's in Roanoke. That's one of the things I missed. If there was, I missed it because I was basically um, at the Castle Coliseum the whole time. Literally, I think we only ate out once in the five days we were there. Um, so, yeah, I, if I'd have known that, I would have eaten there many, many more times. And, of course, not only that, there's no Lewis Drug in Roanoke, Virginia, or Blacksburg, for that matter. Not even close. And they don't know what they're missing. They're missing a place that takes great care of you, no matter what it is you need, whether it's, you know, the pharmacy. Uh, the great pharmacists that they have will take care of you that way. Uh, I've met said it many times that I feel like my friends there, uh, Jennifer and Keegan, the main pharmacists at my Lewis Drug, if I got a question about my health, I can go talk to them. I don't necessarily have to go to the doctor. I'm not saying they're doctors, but they're very knowledgeable and very, very helpful for me, and they can be for you as well. But there's so much more at Lewis Drug. Um, they've expanded to over 60 locations They've been doing it for 81 years now, and that's why they're so good. I mean, they, they know to have what we need when we need it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Looking forward to being back tomorrow.